Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in Brooklyn. What's up? I'm joined by Gerald Big Baby Miller. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit, man. How's the the last six weeks been for you? Um, you know, rough. I'm not gonna lie, it's been rough. You know, mentally, just you know, with everything going on, being home, and you know, the kind of the, the excitement going around the fight. But uh, I'm all right, man. I still got two hands, two feet, two eyes, so I'm still blessed, you know. I want to kind of backtrack to that that mm-hmm. six weeks. So mm-hmm. we. Like I said, I'm not sure of the exact date, but we learned of mm. uh, a, a first failed drug test, mm. and then subsequently, two days after, another mm. failed two drug tests. Yeah. So, what can you make some comment on? Um, as yeah, much I, as I you mean, can more, on this situation. I mean, most definitely, you know, like I said before, I passed two prior drug tests before that, and it's not failed three drug tests, only two drug tests, two different occasions, and. Um, on the GW1516, we still, I paid $1,000 to get my products tested because I know for a fact it's attaining something. And that's why I originally came out with the first video saying, there's no way I've done this because I've not taken any ingredient or anything to, you know, give me kind of any advantage, you know. So that kind of really hindered me, hindered my mental state, like where the hell this thing came from. And I was the one that pushed for the dr- third drug test that came out with it, with the positive for the AGH and APO. I was the one that, I want to get. I want to get tested. I want to get tested. This cannot be real. So when the first, when the th- next test that came out, the third one, I sat back and I said, "What the hell is going on?" But then going back to figure out when I was guided to a stem cell shot with my elbow, which has growth factors in the NEPO in, in that one time for the elbow, that's what caused the red flag to go up on the third drug test. And 
people hear these things and think it's steroid. None of, nothing that I took was anabolic steroid. None of these things were from muscle gain. And that's the kind of miseducation that, you know, the fans and some people have. They don't understand the, miscon the concept of what I took and what was taken from my injury. You know, there's tons of medical research on what I've taken that you guys can go online. That EPO is used not just for conditioning or cardio, which is not what it was taken for. It AGH from my elbow. For you to get any kind of su sustainable gain from AGH, it's been for six months straight. With testosterone, supposedly, from what I'm what I'm learning, and I was I was never on it nowhere near that, not even for a week. You know, it was one shot that was given, um, but it was you know it was really bad advice. But I own up to it, you know. And I said a lot of fighters will go out there and blame and make excuses. I'm not gonna make excuses. I'm a man. I, I came from nothing, and sometimes you, you kind of take a step backwards, you kind of fall, and you gotta pick pick yourself or brush yourself off. And that's when I initially came. I said, you know what? I gotta just gotta own up to it because. The first thing that came out, I had nothing of it, and we're still figuring out how to what, what, what way we went wrong with the first one. I, mean, I paid six thousand dollars in general to see, you know, Vada's doctors to make sure everything that was being taken was doing the right way, you know. And um, this was just a bad call on my on my part for my elbow with an injury, and um, you know, just gotta deal with it, man. Just gotta deal with it. And I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and don't want nobody feel sympathy or pity for me. I'm a warrior, but at the same time, is sometimes you gotta just fall back and, you know, look at yourself as a person and just deal with it. So Gerald, just just to kind of clarify, and so, so people know, the the first test was for endurable, is that right? No, there's nothing. The first test was not endurable. I don't know what that even is. It was GW one five one six. Supposedly it comes up with a different name as uh, carterine, carterine, something like that. So durable sounds like like a real. That's not like a testosterone. That was nowhere near anything that was taken. So I don't know what that is. But the, the second and third were for human growth hormone and, and EPO. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, but people would kind of argue and say someone who's experienced as you in the game mm. must take full responsibility for everything that goes in your body. Correct, correct. So, people looking at it from the outside mm. would say there can't be kind of any excuse with that. I mean, like I said before, if I felt the need to argue on the basis of the point of finger somebody else, I would. But like I said before, like I'm, I'm, I'm been in the game for a while now. Where, like, damn, I did this from my elbow, so I gotta suck it up and eat it because I take full responsibility. That's what I, that's what I'm doing. I took first full responsibility for it. Explained myself to people that needed to be explained. Then showed them this is what's going on. This is what it was, and that was it. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and pity pat it and sugarcoat it. Yeah, your, your boy effed up. You know, nobody's perfect. You know what I'm trying to say, and I did something that had nothing to do with put like put like this. What what was taken from my elbow injury? It's 0.02% chance of me gaining any effect of an anabolic gain or something that would help me fight night. Literally. So if you say steroid, steroid, nothing was a steroid. Nothing was anabolic. Because I'm trying to say, other fighters in the past took an anabolic steroid. That's not what I took it. Because I'm trying to say, that's not what was taken. So for them people pointing out and jump on the microphone and jump on the camera and quick to bash me before they do their research, that hurts. You know what I mean? And the only reason why I didn't do any interviews up to this point was because I was trying to give respect to the, you know, Andy and AJ and, and Matchroom and Dizone. Make They just do their own thing. Let me step out of the picture right now because you know I can talk a storm. You know I can, you know, shit, shit on a lot of things, but why? Why would I do that? You know, I'm just like, yo, listen, man. They're going to love me. You're going to hate me at the end of the day. The question is, I got to deal with it mentally. You know, I got to talk to my team, you know, talk to my peers, you know, look my fans in the eyes. You know what I mean? So, like I said, once I'm, once I'm, once I'm able to do that, you know, 100%, and I know what I did, and I come clean with what went wrong. Yeah, you know I mean? it is what it is, man. Move on to the next. 
Do you put responsibility on those around you as well? Your team? No, because which is um, I've basically been self-managed ninety percent of my career. You sometimes say my promoters up to the point with Eddie Hearn, I've done a lot of things on my own, where I had to research and find my own training to facilities. Even my own training camp, a lot of it was on my own until I met up with my team, you know, the Washington group and stuff like that. And, you know, now I'm able to lean on other people to figure out where I need help at because I'm so used to doing things on my own. You know, I'm a person where I don't trust nobody. I never really trust nobody. And that's the way I was raised. So for me, in this boxing game, in, in, in the demographic holidays, everybody's a dirt ball. So in this aspect right here, I'm the one that did it. So I got to take four for no one to point the blame on. Now in the future now, I sit down with my team. I conduct everything with my team and figure out how should we do things in, in the future. You know, but at this point right now, there's nobody to blame but myself. You know, I put my mouth and my skills put me in that position to fight AJ. You know what I mean? And it was me that took myself out of position to fight AJ. Now what I got to do is go back to the table, regroup, and figure out how to get back in position. Obviously after what had happened six weeks ago, everyone kind of in boxing undoubtedly had their opinion mm -hmm. on, on your situation. Mm. Um, and there were some kind of a strong comments from mm. Eddie Hearn, he, he will see as justifiably. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what did you make of kind of uh, what Eddie was saying immediately after? Um, no, it's a big show, a lot of money's involved. And sometimes people get emotional and say irrational things at the time. But sometimes we give each each people space, like in a relationship. You know, if you're arguing with your mistress, you give them space. And then you come back and regroup and figure out what was said, what we went wrong at. Like, I have no animosity in my heart for, for Eddie. I know he's angry. He had a lot of riding on this. He helped build my career the last year and a half. So I understand how he feels. Yes, if it was my situation, I'd, another other way around, I'd handle a lot more different. But like I said, I, man, I still got love for Eddie. You know what I mean? And, um... You know, I still got mad love for the zone. I think the zone is, is a great platform. You know, and um, I think when it's when the time comes around again to revisit the big baby the zone matchroom situation, I think it's gonna come around. You know, sooner than later. But I, I mean, Eddie's a good dude. You know, what I mean, despite what he said on camera, and it hurts because I'm I, and you know he said from Brooklyn. You know, I could cuss and say a lot of ignorant stuff, but like I said, sometimes when, when things don't go the right way, we say irrational things. Sometimes say so. Like I said, man. Give Eddie his space, do his thing. He's dealing with a lot now, right now. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's much love. When there's animosity and hate, I know when that's there. Ain't nothing like that. Sometimes people just say things in the wrong heated moment. We'll talk about what kind of transpired at Madison Square Garden last night, first of all. But what do you say to Anthony Joshua? Not, forget about last night for a second. We'll talk about that in a minute. But what do you um, say to Anthony Joshua for kind of this situation because I've not really kind of heard you yeah. kind of comment towards Joshua. You know, what do you say to I him? know he, in some interviews, AJ was very respectful and in some interviews he would throw shade on dirt on my, throw dirt on me. Um, personally, I still don't like AJ, but like I said, I'm not going to see him pointing a finger at him. Listen, I went wrong, I'm going to deal with it and I'll be back. You know, handle your business, I'm going to handle my business. That's before the fight happened. Before the Andy Ruiz, AJ fight happened, I'm gonna handle my best, but don't worry, I'll be back. What people will want to know as well: What are you doing currently to kind of make mm. sure that the situation you found yourself in mm. never happens again? Oh, so right now um, we start Vada, and um, Vada testing in about a week or two, 
And um, we'll be on that for about six months straight. You know, just getting getting everything aligned with the commission, with the sanctioning body, showing that we're 100% clean. That this is a one-time mistake. That this was an accident. This was not me. This was me being at fault, not doing my heart business, being neglectful of a, of, a, of a situation. And um, just working towards being a better person and a better fighter. You know what I mean? So that's the main thing: is taking the right steps, making sure everybody that's in the boxing organization know that Big Baby's coming, but he's doing it the right way. Period. Do you accept though, you know people kind of, like I said, just from the outside looking in mm -hmm. at this, mm -hmm. this doesn't look like a, a, a great and a positive situation at all. Mm -hmm. Just just from the outside looking in, mm -hmm. it looks like a really bad situation that you found yourself in. I mean, most definitely, but if you, if you, that's the thing I, I don't like about how some, some athletes put this fake on. Like like Tupac always says, I want to be a real model, not, not a role model. And I feel like me being a real model is that we're going to fall how you pick yourself and brush yourself and keep it going. Nothing in my life has ever been perfect. I Man, I slept on the floor for 15 years. And I had to jump the train store down the block to come to the gym down the block with the Gleason gym. So I'm trying to say, eight Vienna canned sausages and 25 cent granola bars to feed myself while I was going to the gym and a dollar in the dream. So not everything I've done up to the point was legitimate or legal, but I've learned to grow past that and become a better human being. So I'm trying to say. So like in life, everybody make mistakes. All of us fall a little short of God's glory. The question is, how do you fix that stuff? How do you repent and come back to be better than that? So I'm trying to say. And I, and I told, I, and I told my son. You know, I mean, the hard things we told my son is, you know, he's eight, and he's so conscious. You know, I never, from the time he was born, I never said Google Gaga. It was always you're gonna sit up and you're gonna eat your food. And even to this day, Dad, why you didn't fight? I said, you know what? I said, Daddy took some stuff he wasn't supposed to take. Um, not intentional, but I got a daddy got to take some time away from boxing and fix everything and be back. And my son said, you know what, daddy, you're, you're a strong guy. You got this, don't worry. And, we, and after they slapped me back up in my head, and ran off. You know what I mean? So that was the toughest part of looking at myself in the mirror, but looking to my son. And I've never lied to my son. I was telling the truth, like, this is what it is. Like, you know, you're not getting a new bicycle today because your grades suck, you know? So um, I think the same situation, you know, and him becoming a man and me becoming into an older man is about sending the right message. If you mess up, okay, you do the time, you pay the crime. You do the crime, you, pay, you do the time, right? So, like I said, man, it was old. It was one of those things where I said, had to sit back and say, damn, I messed this one up. You know, I messed this one up. Nobody else, I messed this up. And I said, man, I'm not gonna sit here and hide and make a whole bunch of excuses and cry and complain about it. Just sit back and say, you know what, just deal with it. Deal with it like a man, deal with it like a champion, come forward. How much damage do you think this has done to your career? Um, not a lot. You know, not a lot because one thing I said, I've never put this front on of being this, being something I never was. So I'm trying to say, I've always speak my mind. I always step up to the plate. I've fought to get here. Nobody give me nothing. Um, it's definitely a step back, but if done the right way with the right strategic planning, it moves in the right direction. So I'm trying to say because everybody like a good comeback story or somebody who's fell off and came back or someone is real. You know what I mean? Like if you want the paper doll and the made up Barbie dolls, that's not real life. You want someone that that looks simultaneously just like you or come from a background like you, has mistakes and fall off just like you, and yo, how did he do that? Yo, big baby fell off, but look how he coming back, champ. You know what I mean? So I want to be that, that real model of saying, listen, man, there's always going to be something in front of you. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of reasons why I was quiet, too, when I came back from New York from training camp. When training, when training camp came to stop, you know, losing two of my good friends, you know, one dying on a motorcycle by by a drunk driver and you know his family not having enough to, to even pay for the funeral you know what i mean stepping up to try and help the family like even that bothered me so much because growing up together man we had plans of doing things when i made it and stuff like that and now it's kind of cut short you know what i'm trying to say so 
him passing away and you know that and seeing his mother cry at the funeral was like damn man I really gotta step my game up man because it could have been me in this call from right you know I really gotta just sit down and figure stuff out you know and become become a better person because you never know tomorrow ain't promised man tomorrow's never promised have you dealt with the the financial hit of this because mm -hmm. obviously there was a reported six possibly seven million mm -hmm. that you were earning for this fight mm -hmm. which was kind of which you're not basically so how mm -hmm. have you kind of got uh, around that yeah most definitely i had just bought a new crib before i went to training camp but um i had a you know i had a couple of nest eggs sitting down you know and i was able to it's gonna financially help me get to the next fight um but of course you know what i mean but if money was the reason why I got into boxing, it was the wrong reason to. You know what I mean? And at the same time, I've learned that you can't miss something you never had. Sometimes I always knew that. Like, I'm not going to count my eggs before they hatch. I'm never going to miss something I've had. And I have a good support team as well, too. You know, my, my wife, Michelle, and, you know, my family, my mother. You know, they, they, they back me. Sometimes I say, so, you know, God forbid if I got to play the food next week, I got six, seven aunts and uncles in the five bros and 40-something cousins in the five bros alone. So I always get a plate of food, so I ain't worried about that. Now, once I get a plate of food, I don't need a dollar in my pockets. Best believe me, I'm gonna find a way to survive. You know what I mean? And that's the mentality I've always have. And, you know, it's gotta be a hustler. In and out, gotta be a hustler. Does part of you think that it will be difficult for you to get the opportunity you had again? Um, To fight AJ MSG, in my hometown, where it was. Very well titled belts. Yeah, yeah, most that situation. I, yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen exact way it is going on because I don't think AJ's gonna want to find America anytime soon. And that's if he can get his belts back to two. Um, will I get another title shot? No hand hands down I don't get a title shot. You know, um and I think it's gonna come a lot sooner than most people might think. Just because not that I'm being, you know, looking past anybody, it's just the demographic of the heavyweight division. There's so many different routes you can go strategically. And um, like I said, I'm an entertaining, I'm an entertaining dude, you know what I mean? But I said like, everything has to be done playing right. You know, everything has to be done right, done respectfully at the same time. And um, this come back, you know, 100%, you know? But I feel like it, it's gonna come, and it come at any moment, you know? One person's downfall can be any reason's upfall, just like my other way around as well too. So boxing is a, is a, is a playing field that, a game of chess that can change at any moment. You know, it's never quite checkmate in this sport. I just want to ask you, around that situation, obviously, Matthew and Hearn and Anthony Joshua had to act quickly. So, a lot of opponents were, were being listed, you know, Luis Ortiz, mm -hmm. uh, Adam Kawanaki, Manuel Char, mm -hmm. obviously Andy Ruiz. What were you, what was going on through your head when you kind of, you were hearing every day, you know, these guys where I should have been are going to be potentially kind of fighting and what were your thoughts on kind of that time? Um coming to the realization that, you know, our opportunity is missed. But, uh, man, just sitting back and pray. You know, just sit back and pray and just staying relaxed. Don't do nothing rational. Don't don't explode. Um, you know, talk to my team, talk to my family, you know. Everybody calling me. Everybody calling me, you all right? They think I'm about to jump off a bridge, you know what I mean? But I'm like, nah, I I'm all right. You know, mentally I'm all right because you know, I've always had this thing in my, in me, it's like once I say I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. 
You know what I mean? If you're going to go rob a bank and everybody's like, I'm not sure what we're going to do. The minute I say I'm ready to go, like, I'm going hands. I'm going guns in, guns blazing. I'm going in and rob this bank. And I mean, so once I make the, my mindset to make something up, there's no way you're going to stop me. And I was the same way when the fight kind of got done. Like, you okay? It's happened. We got to deal with it. You know, but uh, of course you're going to hear chitter chatter and bugs in the air and things are going to bother you. You know what I mean? That's just part of being a human being. But it's how you really sit down when things are going wrong and all the fireworks and bombs are going off. How you handle a situation really makes what kind of man you are. How optimistic are you that you could potentially ever work with Hearn, Matchroom, zone again? Um, pretty optimistic. And the reason why I say that is that you never close a door. You know what I mean? Even though I messed up the door hinges on this one right now, Certain things are not, are fixable, you know what I mean? And I said, like I said before, it's all about having a conversation. It's all about putting your right foot forward, you know, admitting to your faults, dealing with them, and coming as a team. And at the time, you figure out what networks people really are behind you. So I'm trying to say because, you know, we have all the fighters that have failed, big names have failed before, but the way how their team handles it and comes back really shows you who they're fighting for. Of course, you gotta be worth a couple million dollars too. That helps a lot. But, um, I feel like, you know, certain relationships are, are definitely there. And I feel like once you sit down and have a conversation, we're all human beings. You know, regardless of the CEO or the CFO or the guy that's mopping furs every night. Once it comes down to a conversation and you one to one with a man or a woman, you know, things things change a lot quicker than people think. Hmm. There seems to be kind of a, a real gray area around an inconsistency with uh, what happens when people fail drug tests. There's people hmm. out there that believe that you shouldn't ever box again. Hmm. What do you What do you say to that? I mean, put it like this, if, if you're perfect and you've never done nothing in your life wrong, then I guess you're closer to being Jesus than anybody else. Then I guess you're right in some way. But if you've done something wrong in your life, or you've, if you're not perfect, then you understand where I'm coming from. So I'm trying to say, I'm not the first person to, to, to fall, fall off, and I'm not going to be the last person to fall off. You know what I mean? But it's part of life. It's, it's a learning experience, and we got to deal with it. So like I said, you got to deal with it. I mean, the minute you keep running away from it, it's going to be problems. You guys got to deal with it head on, man, and just man up and deal with it. Oh, I will say there is an inconsistency around th th these kind of situations, mm. and, it, and it, you know, I, I was having this conversation with someone around the time, and I said, you can't, you can't say ban Gerald, mm. but not ban XYZ who have failed, failed tests mm. just because you favour that fighter. Correct. And that's what it comes down to correct, sometimes correct. within boxing that who you believe, do you mm. believe their story, do you not believe their story, do you mm. believe they intentionally took something. Mm. But it comes down to your opinion of whether you believe whether, you know, listen, there's there's people that have failed tests on shows week in, week out. Correct. So, again, that comes down to, you know, oh, I, I like him, he's all right. Yeah, another one I really like. I don't like Gerald, <laughs> so he should be banned for life. So yeah. that, that's the part that yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't kind of agree with. I think it should be a level playing field. If you're going to, Give him two-year ban. Give him two-year. Do it across the whole thing. If yeah. you're gonna ban him for life, ban everyone. Yeah, correct, correct. So yeah. I mean, that's like I say, you know, everything. Everybody has their opinion. You understand, man? But I'm I'm a Brooklyn, New Yorker that has a brash mountain, a set of skills. I'm very brute. So sometimes when you're a brute and people don't like it, oh, we don't like we don't like it. Cause they don't understand where I come from. You know what I'm saying, but most people that come from where I come from, 
even Dylan White, Dylan White was saying some stuff on camera. Dylan White hit me, and we were talking. He's like, man, just hold your head up, man, and just deal with it, and you become back stronger. And that, to me, meant so much coming from Dylan White because we had exchange of bad words on oh, and off. Yes, on and off, you know what I mean? But like I said before, yeah. I respect I respect a lot of guys when they come. I respect, most, I respect every fighter, but certain, it's a different kind of respect when I can have a conversation with you and I say, this, this dude's a monster. I respect him because I know... You know, he's something different about him than some other guys, you know. So when Dylan White, me and Dylan White had a conversation, that, that meant a lot to me because I understand his background. I understand How long ago was that? Uh, maybe four or five days ago. Oh, right. Really? Yeah, okay. recently, you know. Even Tyson Fury, you know, we all say crazy stuff on camera. But like I said before, we've all been through some stuff, you know, and we come from, all come from some of the backgrounds. Even Tyson Fury being, being the Gypsy King and where he, how he grew up, I understand so much about him. Sometimes he so we talk stuff about each other on camera, and we're fighters. If you can take it, you gotta know how to. If you can give it, you gotta know how to take it as well. You know what I mean? So that meant a lot for me, for me too. You know, me and Andy, Andy Ruiz is gonna help me come to training camp and spar against AJ. And a lot of people said, why would you bring Andy? Because Andy's so short. I said, it's not about the height. Andy throws a lot of combinations, a lot of punches. I'm gonna have to double up on my punch, my punch output just to keep up with Andy. So even these guys, Andy Ruiz, Joseph Polk, Adam Kornaki, Tyson Fury, these are guys that I talk to on a constant basis, but. In a respectful way, I respect these guys because I'm like, wow, man, these are some really good dudes. There are a few knuckleheads, and I ain't gonna say their name, but they're American that you know how they act. But I mean, it was dope, man. It was dope to get that kind of vibe back from other colleagues and, you know, just kind of keep my head up and, you know, just do it, deal it, just deal with it. Let's talk about last night. Um, <laughs> it must have been very strange for you sitting there watching wherever you were watching that because. <laughs> Yeah, you know, train is strange for everyone in the garden <laughs> watching it. What transpired with uh, a quite sensational win for for Andy Ruiz? Yeah. Uh, what on earth was going on through your brain when you were watching that last night? Um, it kind of, it hurt. It hurt. But at the end of the day, I was happy for Andy because uh, Andy's a good dude. You know what I mean? And we, we, we've talked, you know, countless times. You know what I mean? We even had our little share of words back in a couple of years ago. But, uh, I mean, if you could say root for any underdog, you know, other than a couple other guys and myself, and he's a good dude. You know what I mean? So deep down in my heart, I'm happy for him. You know, you know, right-handed God, I'm happy for the dude. Am I a little hurt because it wasn't me? Of course. I'm a fighter. You know, I'm a human being. Of course, I'm going to be a little hurt. But, you know, sometimes the stars don't line up the way you want them to line up. You know, certain things are in front of you. Some good doors open up for me recently too, as well. Um, I won't say those say exactly what it is yet. But um, one of my things is one of my good friends that was shot and killed when I was young used to always say this to me: "It is what it is. How you gonna look at it? It is what it is." And I plays in my head sometimes. I can see him saying it to me because, you know, when my brother, you know, he had a, he got sent back to Jamaica. Due to some craziness, and uh, he sent his friends really watch over me, and then he ended up passing away. And he used to always tell me this, man. It is what it is. How you gonna deal with it? And I just, you know, either you can get mad, or you get glad and figure it out. You know, what I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm not gonna get mad. I'm gonna get glad and figure it out. And Andy deserves the first Mexican heavyweight champ. That's dope. You know what I mean? And I said, me from Belize. 
you know, Mexican, Mexico and Belize right next to each other. We're like cousins, you know what I mean? So, never know. Me and Andy might be long-lost cousins, you know? So, that's dope seeing my cousin win and get the title. But, uh, no, like I said, man, he's going to, I hope he enjoys it and have fun with it. You know, a lot of people are going to come out the woodworks and be disrespectful and want, I'm going to fight Andy now and da-da-da. But, you know, he did a great, phenomenal job representing for the big boys, man. What did you think of Joshua's performance? And did you think he was himself? What was your kind of assessment um, of, of his performance? I'm not going to make no excuses for Anthony Joshua. You know, he, he's like he's said before, he's a landlord. He he knows how the sport goes. Um, you know, he, he lost one. Um, if he's a champion that everybody think he is, he'll be back. And, um, you know, it's boxing. Anything can happen, you know. And um, that's part of the game. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit there and you know, like kick him while he's down, you know, even though he says some grimy stuff about me when I'm my situation. And he says some good stuff here and there. But um, it's boxing. It's boxing. It's a game Were you pleased he lost? Um, Part of you? If you're talking honestly? It's not, please, about, being, it's not about being happy yeah, for Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please. Mm. Mm. I don't know the word you mean by please. Like, yeah, I'm happy. No. I'm a killer. I'd rather me killing myself. You know what I mean? If you want to put it that, so your mentality I, was yeah, that should have been me. Should have been me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not saying. I'm 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 how can I say? I'm more neutral in favor of that you know I'm happy my the homie Andy won, and I'm kind of sad that AJ lost, but it's the fight game. You know what I'm trying to say? One opportunity to miss another man's game. So I'm not gonna sit here and praise another man for his downfall like some did to me. All I'm gonna say is that he was champ. He had a good run. If he's a champ that everybody think he is, and he think he is, he'll be back. Plain and simple. Jared, what what is your situation regard? You can probably clarify some of this. Mm. No one's banned you? Yeah, I got six months. You got six months from the New York State Commission, is that right? From the WB. Oh, no, no, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, I'm saying somebody. The commission didn't renew your license, is that right? Correct, for this fight. For this fight? Correct. Okay. So, if you were to reapply for a license after the. Well, whenever. Well, once once, once you're suspended from any sanction, nobody's suspended from all. Yeah. You know, and then um, you're suspended from uh, states that are aligned with New York State Commission rules. And um, but out of respect, even there, there is a lot of things that fighters can do. Different countries of that. But out of respect for my sport and respect for the for the governing bodies, I'm not fighting nowhere until, you know. That that time is up. Yeah, the time is up, and we get them a couple positive uh, drug tests, negative drug tests that went the right path. Because like I said before, it wasn't taken initially for any kind of gain that people think it is. So I want to show the fans, show the commissioner bodies, show the sanction bodies that we're doing the right thing and putting our best foot forward. So there's no reason for me to fight right now because mentally, I want the I want them to know that what I'm doing is the right thing that I'm doing. When is that ban dated from? When does it start? When was it um? It started from March 20th from the mission of when they found out. So the ban. So you're around halfway through it. Yeah, close to halfway through it. Right so now. do you believe you'll be fighting by the end of the year? Um, that's the goal. I mean, that's the goal. You know, that's the goal. You know, I mean, I'm a fighter, and um, sooner the better. Sooner the better. Well, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I know you want to ask me, man. Go, man. No, I just, yeah, man. Listen, it's Let's just. It, 
like I said, just watching, it's just, it was just a disappointing situation. And, yeah, and, and I know, I know. It doesn't mean me to tell you that, or people around you to yeah, tell you that. It was yeah. just the whole situation, it was like, no, nah, not, not Miller, you know. Yeah, that it, kind of, that kind yeah, of. Yeah, man. Trust me, man. I, I cried once. I cried once. I was sitting in the car driving to the gym, and uh, I was still going to the gym. You know, weeks after the whole thing happened, and I sat in that crowd once, man. I went to the beach. I looked at the sky and I said, "God, man, if you got a plan for me, man, give me a heads up, because your boy feel lost." You know, it's one of those minutes. You know, what I mean, you know. You know, not growing up with much and dealing with stuff and finally getting some kind of leeway in life and then bang, you get hit with that shot. It's like, damn. Man, it fucking hurt. It hurt, you know, but like I said, man, I'm still alive. And that's what it means the most. You're still able to do something positive off something that was negative, you know what I mean? And like I said, I've lost a couple good friends in my life. Some of the gang violence streets, whatever you want to call it, natural causes, you know. And four people that I know very close to me died already this year, you know. And I look at that and I say, damn, I messed myself up. So why the hell am I complaining about? How you going to fix that? You know what I mean? Like, I already, I already made an oath to my boy when... Seen him, seen him laying in the coffin, looking at him, man, and and, and and tears coming from my eye. And I know he got four kids, and I'm like, who really gonna take after these kids this way? And I'm like, man, I already, I made the open man. When I become world champ, man. I'm gonna help his kids go through college. You know what I mean? Like, that's I'm gonna get getting tear right now, but it 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 you become human sometimes even more than you was when you go through when you see certain things. Will, will this situation humble me? Yeah, in some ways, definitely will. You know what I mean? But am I going to change myself from being big baby? Hell no. I'm not going to change from being big baby. But seeing my friend in that coffin, it definitely humbled me in the experience to understand that you got one chance in life, baby. One chance. One chance. There's no reset buttons. You know, there's no rewind. It's just press play, no pause, keep going. You know what I mean? And, um,. If I could give any advice to anybody, man, don't let nobody tell you nothing. You gotta continue living. You know, if you fall short of God's glory that you, that you feel like you're not perfect, just keep pushing forward, man. Everybody, you're gonna have haters everywhere you go. You're gonna hate you or love you regardless. You know, they're gonna hate any reason because he has a belly or he's Mexican or, you know, Donald Trump don't like Mexican. I mean, it can be anything you want. People don't gonna like you. The question is what you believe in yourself. You know what I mean? When you look in the mirror every day, and that's how I feel with myself. Can I look in the mirror? Honestly, every day since this thing happened, and look at myself, say I'm a man, and I'm like, damn right I'm a man, a good damn man. The question is, how you transition that in the world? How you become better? Can you categorically say that you will never find yourself in this position again? Never. You can say that. I'd never. Because I look at cheeseburgers different now. <laughs> I look at cheese. I'm like, yo, this Big Mac. You know, Canelo did say something about this beef, you know. I mean, not even. Hold on. So, everyone's saying, what, what the fuck is in these cheeseburgers? Yo, I'm telling you, you keep bro. You talking about. But uh, it's a, this is a simple question. Uh, but are you sorry? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not, I mean. Oh, man. I, oh, man. I think sorry is an understatement, bro. You know what I mean? Because 
I robbed not I only robbed myself of opportunity, you know, because I was telling myself it was just me that was in the ring fighting for myself. I might not have gone as far. I think I'm good. But when you have a family, a mother, a son, a wife, a country, or countries behind you, and people notice you, I think level about New York too is different. Sometimes people might be from certain parts of the world and only one ethnic group per se that really finds that person. You know, being from Brooklyn alone. Everybody recognizes me, you know, and I'm more recognizable now due to this crazy fiasco that's happened. But it's always like, man, you're a New Yorker, man. You know how things go up and down, baby. You get back in the racehorse, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, I appreciate it, man. And that's that New York spirit that's like, New Yorkers, we ain't perfect. We're greedy as hell. We're grumpy at times, but we continue to find strength in going forward, you know what I mean? And I remember I was in Canada for a year when 9 11 happened. I never cried so much in my life. And my aunt didn't go to work that day. And it was crazy when I came home the following year, the city was vibing and starting to move. And I'm like, damn, we just had that catastrophic event. But the city finds a way to pick itself up. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's the kind of kind of thing the city does to people that come here and live here and move here or migrate here. The cold, the bitter, the rain, it, it, it strengthens you. You know what I mean? You're going to fall short sometimes, but it strengthens you. You know, and I found one situation where it strengthens me. I go do my homework, sit down with my team. I said, listen, man. Handless, man. This handless. I was trying to pick up on something you said um, about ten minutes ago. You said about you're being VADA tested now. Is that voluntarily or is that through your? You have to. No, no. So we're doing that voluntarily on my own. Yeah. Sometimes I'm paying. We're paying out of pocket. Like we're gonna do that and show you know the sanctioned bodies in the media. That is that something you decided to do or your team yeah, decided to do? Yeah, hell yeah, decided to do it. My yeah. team, of course, all came together decided to do it. Yeah, you know. But uh, I said, like I said before, it was, it was. Something that's by default that happened that wasn't intentional that, that that happened. So the best way to clean that up is by okay, let's. And I want to work with Vada again, even though I said things in the past about Vada that didn't seem so clear. I'm like, you know what? Let me work with Vada so they become clear. Let me show the fans like there's some things that we some gray area in here that they don't clarify up that we don't know about. Let's work together and figure this crap out because I don't want the next fighter going through what I went through, and I don't want to go through this again. So let me call Vada. Vada gonna know my name very well in the office. Listen. There's a coffee in Starbucks that I want to drink. Can I, you know what I mean? So that's the kind of relationship that I want to have with them. So we never have a situation again because, you know, even though New York State Veterans Commission, you know, suspend me from my license, it hurt my city. You know, it hurt, it hurt my city. I grew up in this city, you know what I mean? So I want to make sure we're all on the same page together. And if I have any questions, there's somebody for me to call and pick up and say, listen, hey, Big Baby's on the phone. He have a question, you know, and that's the kind of relationship I want to have. Somebody asked me the other day if you were a bad person. So what happened? Somebody asked me the other day you were a bad person. What would you say? I said, no, he's not a bad person. <laughs> I said, is someone that hasn't failed a drug test a good person? Correct. Do you understand what I mean? Correct. So it's not. No, I, I've, I've said it all along. I don't, I've had a relationship with you for seven, eight years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And am I disappointed in your situation? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you, you are. You haven't got me to tell you that. And I'm yeah. sure everyone around you is yeah. kind of disappointed in the situation. But... Are you a bad person? No, I don't believe you to be. So, like I said, there's a lot, lot of people that kind of double stands with things as well. Oh, I really know, man. It's people, people <laughs> that don't even like to the situations in their life. They want to quit the point of finger. It's so funny because you're the first person that ever told me about Anthony Johnson. Remember? Yes. You know, we was in the uh, MGM Grand Casino. Yeah. Knock him out. We're Google knock, knock him out. Knock I was almost there, cooking. I was almost there, bro. Oh man. Google knock him out. I watched that interview so much. I'm like, I'm gonna Google him and I'm gonna knock him out. I never forget that shit, bro. But that's life, though, man. That's freaking life, bro. 
It's life, man. It's life. But you listen. You you're gonna do what you need to do. Yeah. To put this situation right. Correct. I, you can't keep banging like people can't keep banging the drum about it. Uh, correct, correct. Once the situation's over, it's over. You're taking full responsibility for what you're doing. And I don't really know what more you can do apart from kind of like with the VADA testing, etc., etc., <laughs> to kind of show people that I'm trying to put it right. So, like I said, man, some people gonna love you, some people gonna hate you. It's plain and simple, man. I mean, I'm not here to please everybody. You know what I mean? I'm a fighter at the end of the day, but I'm a human being first. You know what I mean? I'm a, and, I, and I'm still a person of God, and I believe that sometimes when we make a mistake, you gotta know how to fix it. A lot of people make mistakes, but don't know how to man up and deal with it. I've been man up with a lot of stuff since I was six, seven years old. My mom being abusive, being in an abusive relationship, me moving out when I was 17 years old, me hustling on the street, selling drugs, me stealing cars, all kinds. I've had to man up from an early age and deal with a lot of stuff. Sometimes I say, so this is another step and an amazing book and movie will do when I become a champ. That's all it is. You know, that's how I look at it, man. So it's only a chapter added to it, man. And uh, if people don't love realness or understand realness, then you live in a fake world. You're living in the matrix then. If you feel like no, everybody's life is perfect. If you're a superstar or, 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 or sports players, if it's perfect, then living, is that the lesson you want to give your kids? Every, these people are perfect? No, no, no nobody's perfect. But when you do fall off, and not if, it's just when, because we all have a mistake here and there, it's how you deal with it. And here's an example of how you deal with it. That's all. Finally, mm -hmm. if people are watching this, mm -hmm. who, your fans, people that possibly were coming to see you or bought tickets to come mm -hmm. and see you, and if anyone feels let down by your situation, what do you, what do you say to them finally? I love you guys. If you don't, if you still hate me, I still love you. Um, we're fighters, we're human beings. We make mistakes. Um, we just gotta man up and deal with it. And I assure you, 110%, a billion percent, I will be heavyweight world champion someday. And um, I'll make it up to you guys. You know, I really will make it up to you guys, man. Whatever I do, I'm gonna make it up to you guys. And um, keep supporting the movement. Because if I'm not one of the biggest heavyweights in the world, I'm one of the realists, that's for sure. <laughs> Cheryl Miller, I appreciate your time nah, on thanks, uh, Sunday it. here in Brooklyn. And uh, yeah, I hope your situation gets sorted out. And uh, we'll see you back in the ring. Nah, real soon, when man. When you're in it. Real soon, real soon, man. AJ, hold your head up, bro. You'll be back. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.